On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I have to say that I've, I've kind of felt a little bit like Chad Prather over the last three weeks since I've basically really? been gone almost every week since Christmas, you know, with all the traveling and then all my, being in Austin and Oklahoma City and everything. I've, I've been gone. You've been all over the place. All over the place. My, my better half, Jenny. How are you? Hi. Great. I'm glad you're back in town. Yeah. <laughs> back in town and, and working. And then Zach and Matt, as always. Hello, hello. I got to tell you something interesting that I can say that my wife is is um, is was not like oh, no. doing me dirty, but the whole week gone to Austin, um, I get back on Friday, walk in the back door, and our daughter decides to say her first word, and she goes "dad, dad," right off the bat. As soon really? as I get home, it was the coolest thing ever. Ah, like walked in the back door and "dad, dad." It's like, oh my god, did she just say it? She uh, she did, and it shows that. I wasn't just I know, filling her head with I, mama all week long. That's what I was saying. That's why I was yeah. trying to give you props, hon, is that obviously Thank you, you didn't just be gone all week and going mama, mama, mama <laughs> to her. You gave me a little bit of love. I did, yes. And, and she gives you all the love. And now when you're gone, still. Da, da. Da, da. Da, da. Yeah, as Brian's learning, she has to be attempting to say some things, right? So was there ever like a misfire? You thought she said something? Maybe she didn't? Ba, ba, ba. ba all Ooh. the time. Ba, ba was like the first Forever. Sound. She yeah. said "ba ba" for days and days and days and days. Just I mean, waiting. Just it's either going to be an yeah, and then, then it evolved into "dada." Yeah, like really strong so, uh, "dada." And it was even cooler that she obviously knows what that relates to because it was as soon as I walked in the back door. Oh, that is cool. It wasn't just that, random. Yeah, no. it wasn't just yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Well, she still says it randomly. <laughs> yeah, now she only she has one word. You yeah, know? yeah, she does. She just talks da 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 all the time. That's gonna be her thing. There's no chance that while uh, while he is away, maybe she snuck out a mama and you just kind of kept to yourself. Um. No. Well, I, I do think that if some if one parent hears a f- you know, or like sees a first crawl sure. or a first roll or a first whatever, then it might be a good idea to say, "Ooh, they're almost there," and then wait right. till the parent gets there. Doesn't so formally they can count. See yeah, so they can see for real. That's reasonable, I think. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure I made a mistake on that one. Yeah, he he. I was at it was Uh-oh. what the first my first Saturday back at work. Yeah, I think so. And, and she rolled over. She rolled over for the first time, and of course, you know, I, uh, working parents, it's a real big struggle. You think, gosh, you don't want to miss those milestones. You don't want to miss all the big things that happen. But I go back to work believing, okay, she's gonna see me following my goals and achieving what I want to achieve. But I'm still gonna spend all this time with her. And sure enough. I miss like her first big milestone. And he's like, guess what? While you were at work today, I was home with the baby and she rolled over. But anyway. I didn't mean it in that. I, I, I know. Of course you didn't. Yeah. No, it's fine. You know, us guys, we don't know how to <laughs> switch. Fine. She'll walk up with on me first basis. and I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a very good ha- headline this week that, that obviously basically just Alabama captures national title with overtime win over Georgia. Right. So it was a big game this week and the headline, Alabama wins. 
Nick Saban is going down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. What I thought was interesting about just the game in general, okay, is give a little backstory on it that they were getting, it was like 13 nothing at halftime. Georgia was winning. Um, and the starter for Alabama, the quarterback for, for Alabama, has only lost two games in his whole career. He, I think he threw two interceptions all year. So he was definitely no slack, right? At halftime, they're getting blanked. He pulls him and starts the true freshman QB who has never taken meaningful snap in college football in the national championship, and they come back to win the game. So what is interesting about that, though, is is from the outside you would think, oh, that was an off-the-cusp call, right? And, and, and sometimes I, I think about making those tough calls, but then I also go back to uh, everybody else thinks that was just a, a whim, right? Um, and Nick Saban has a very strong track record. So if Nick Saban made the wrong call and say they lost, nobody would remember that. Nobody would think that taints well, his legacy. Would. <laughs> no, because yeah. no, he has. He he literally has. He wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't bother him. He has so much of a track record of success. He's good. Younger coach making that, maybe it would hurt him. But the most interesting part is. Everybody thought, oh, my God, how did he do that just off the whim? You know, because making tough calls is tough, right? But that was all planned. The first, now knowing, you know, afterwards, you know, we, we find out that after the first game, the playoff game, the starting quarterback did struggle as far as throwing the ball. Georgia had a strong, tough defense on running. And so during the week leading up to practice, he had already put the true freshman in in like double the amount of reps that they've ever gotten and so what was interesting, so he obviously thought this was going to be a possibility and had prepped it for that to make that call at halftime and they come back and won. So uh, wrapping that up, I go from the outside that looked like it, but making the tough calls is not off the whim cusp. A lot of people will go, oh, I just you know, I went with my gut and made just this really cr- – like that's a big call. But they're, the people who make them intelligently, they don't just make them off the cusp. They are planned. They are leading up to it. That's not a um, – because that's got to be a quick reaction call, right? You've got, what, 15 minutes at halftime, 20 minutes at halftime to make a call on something that big. But that was planned out. See, Nick Saban is a planner. So what you're saying is from the outside looking in, it looked like a spur of the moment. Yes. Hey, why don't we just try this? I've got nothing else. Yes. But in reality, because he is who he is – he actually had a big backup plan, and that's what it was. He had already planned on this being a possibility. But you're he, saying even if he did it just randomly, it still wouldn't matter because he's him. Well, but it probably wouldn't have worked out because he did it leading up to it, so that freshman QB had more reps. So, like, they made him out to be like this, you know, he planned it out. And so I don't want people to start thinking, oh, just make these tough calls because a lot of people make these swinging choices mm. – Right, and they swing the pendulum right, and they swing. I see a lot of companies, right? They go, Oh, well, we have one bad year, let's swing, change all of our strategy. But yet, they had not planned to think that was coming. See, that's what the sign of somebody like a Saban to me is is the reason why he has six national championships is that nobody else in the country would have even thought leading up that he there was a plan in place to pull a starting quarterback who has lost two games. Okay, what happened, but he. Is he's such a stickler for the basics and fundamentals. He knew leading into it that there was a possibility they'd have to throw the ball and the freshman QB was better, lined it all up. So I go back to our lives and think, man, when you're thinking about those tough calls, if you don't have any lead-up time 
that you've put any thought into it, maybe that's like going to tell you, because we go, how do you know when to make the tough call or not? Right? Maybe sometimes leading you up to make that tough call is, have you had enough runway of putting something in place that leads you up to when you make that tough call? You actually have kind of thought about it more. Maybe that's that indicator. So when people are trying something new, for example, mm-hmm. like say they are going to switch careers, mm-hmm. they decide the thing that I went to school for, it's not my passion anymore, I don't want to do it anymore, and they decide they're just going to step off and do something else. Mm-hmm. How many years do they give that before, and that, you know, how many years do they give that before they decide, yes, that's it, or no, I've got to move on, this isn't my next big thing? Here's what I would say. I wouldn't say it's a year's thing. I would say there's something preparation you have done. Like, okay, for instance, say you're sitting there, your boss pisses you off and you've never thought about leaving your job. And you go, I'm going to quit today. I'm going to jump off. I'm going to tell you that I would say that's probably not a good idea. Now, if you go, I'm going to quit my job today because for the last six months, you've got into this new hobby of, of painting art and you have seen the Wine by Design franchise you want to buy and you started painting more and you started looking into it and... Um, you've talked to some people and you've you've saved up enough for it and you think that would be cool someday and then your boss pisses you off the day and go, you know what, I'm going to quit? Hey, that's some stuff that at sure, least that has led... Yeah, that has led up to that deal. So I look at it cause like when you, you know, so it's not that, it's not a year's thing. I don't think it's a month's thing. I think it's that if you have that time where it's go, I got to make this tough call, maybe take a reflection to think, all right, if I make this decision right now, because it's tough, right? Whatever that call may be in your family, maybe to pick up and move your family across country. Has there been any, can you look back and see any steps that have actually kind of led up to maybe that being a move to make? Maybe that can be the thing that tells you whether or not it's the right time to make that call. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like, because everybody always asks, how do you know when to make the call or not? No, when do you know to make that, that jump or that leap or, or, or you know, in, in like Nick Saban's part here, right? Like he'd already thought about it. So, sure. so all of us in that moment, we thought it was a, a off the cusp thing, but it wasn't. So I think about it when everybody asks, it hit me because I, I've never been able to really give an answer to think when it is. I've just go, your intuition. But I look at it and go, did you lead up and ha- were there some things subconsciously that when you look back at it before you make that call to make that drastic change, can you look back and think subconsciously, oh, wow, there was this, this, and this. I guess I was already leading myself up to it or not. Speaking of Nick Saban, I love this quote I sent this it to you. Is, this is awesome. Day. This is so good. So follow me on this. It's kind of long. If I put a two by four on the ground and asked you to walk across it, how many of you guys could do that? You could all do it because you'd focus on the board. Laying, just laying on the ground, laying know. on the floor. Sure. Yeah. So like, okay, it's skinny, but still, sure, I'll try it. I'll walk across it. But what if I took the same two by four? and put it 10 stories up, stretched between two buildings. Then it's hard to focus on the board because you're focused on your fear of falling. Focus on your goals, don't be distracted by your fears. Concentrate on the two by four and we'll get it done. I and love it's it. so true, I love the imagery behind that because you think about you can two see by that. four on the ground, sure, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll try it up, up there, uh-uh. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just a reminder of focusing on you know, you don't have to go up and walk between two buildings, but focusing on like, what is the task at hand? What yeah. are you really trying to achieve? And instead of all the things that could make you fall. And before making that last minute decision, look back and focus on, did you make, did, were there things leading up to that that helps you make that call on whether or not to do it? If you look back and there's nothing that led up to it, maybe it's not the right time. 
But if you look back and you're focusing, if you focused on that two by four, it's going to leave that trail backwards and tell you the things that led up to it. And maybe that can help give you that time to make that call. Right. But and anticipate the problems, anticipate well, the hurdles and be ready for them. And maybe you subconsciously did it. So if you're sitting there deciding right now whether or not to do make that tough call, go look back and think, were there are there things that, that are leading you to that call or not? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. We'll find out. But we'll come back here in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Keith Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. We're back for another round. You know, (laughs) Kristen's voice is just so good there. You know, we're back for another round. She says it so smoothly. You know, funny (laughs) story. Uh, Kristen... I, I probably shouldn't divulge this information. It's a little personal, oh, but dear. Kristen had a recent uh, had had some troubles with allergies and stuff, so she had a certain uh, surgery to get some things fixed. Her voice is a little different. Really? No joke. And she came in the other day and re-recorded a line from the intro to Second Shot to see how different it is. I think I and have. So it. Was you want to play it? Yeah, big you want to play it? Third second. One? Yeah. That no, was no, the no, old one. That was the old one before okay. surgery. I can play it in a That's minute. Funny. In the third segment, oh, you want to listen? I'll play it. Maybe we'll yes. have to do that. Yeah, 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 just yeah. so we can... A little we can teaser for the third segment. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> if you don't want to hear what we have to say, wait till yeah. you hear Kristen's voice. Right. Just <laughs> tune in. Kristen, man, it's a shame she's not here. She would love that. Oh. So so this next one's kind of a... Uh, kind of gets in depth with some of the, the things, but I really loved your, your, your pull away from it, Jenny. So, so why don't you to read it on off, Zach? Right. Pressure's on, Jenny. Uh, media is collateral damage. That's a quote. Publishers react to Facebook's sweeping news feed changes. I actually did a podcast about this just this morning, so I feel like a, a pro and I'm ready to lay it out for you. In a dramatic shakeup, Facebook said it would start playing up status updates from friends and family in your Facebook newsfeed, effectively deprioritizing content from media publishers and brands. Here's what that means, for because a lot of big words. Basically on Facebook, right now the way it works is whenever you see an ad on Facebook or something from a company, they pay to get that on your newsfeed. They pay a certain amount of money to Facebook to get it there. And a lot of times if they pay enough, that will get pushed up over like things from your friends and family. Yeah, things that like people close to you actually have to say about their lives. And moving into 2018, Facebook wants to go the other way and, and put put your friends and family before corporations and ads. And a lot of corporations and companies are upset about this because this was kind of their marketing strategy. And now the idea that you're going to see a post about like your mom and dad over their ad for whatever is concerning to them. So that's that's where we're at. And Facebook is doing this. It's, spo- it's supposed to be social media as people imagine social media should be. Well, and surely uh, Facebook will still take that money. And I'm sure if you're buying advertising, people will still see your stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you know, what Facebook found is that people had a, a better emotional reaction they were happier to seeing 
stuff from their friends and family and loved ones as opposed to mindlessly scrolling through and seeing a viral video and then, you know, an ad and then a viral video and then an ad. It wasn't bringing people the satisfaction. Of course, Facebook needs people to enjoy the experience. Because Facebook has two customers because they got to keep us, say, normal people engaged on the platform longer to see more ads. And they need so they need the, the people who are paying for the ads to be able to actually have a lot of people see them. So what they're saying basically is they to keep us engaged, we're happier seeing our friends and family and all that, and we're going to stay on the platform longer. Right. It's it's a very corporate thing, the idea that if corporations are paying to market to us on Facebook, we are the thing Facebook is selling. Our yeah. attention is yeah. what Facebook is selling. And it turns out this, the, the results are in. People aren't that happy seeing that stuff on Facebook all the time. So the way they see it, they're like, you know what? Maybe we should just like let people connect with each other and spend less time worrying about how, I don't know, big corporate's going to get theirs. So my takeaway with this was, you know, okay, so Facebook did big fancy studies about what makes you happy when you're online. Sure. And we can take that into our own lives and realize sometimes we're spending so much time going to this event or that event or spending time with people that we think are on a different level than us or people that we should spend time with. And then if you come home at the end of the day and you're not happy, like what did you do with your day? Was it filled with family, friends, loved ones, people who bring you up? Or was it filled with just like a whole lot of mess and chaos? And for me personally, I think having a baby made me made us prioritize. Like who are these people that I'm spending time with. You know, there's always the talk about the average of the five people that you're with and, you know, you become the average of those, you know, say five people. So like before we're, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll go to this, that, this, that. Now it's like, I have to be so intentional. I have like one free hour a day. So am I going to come to my dear husband's podcast today? Yes, because I love hanging out with all of you. I always leave feeling inspired and, you know, it's a great group of people to be around. However, if it's something where you know, I don't know, maybe a little bit of negative energy or maybe a lot of people who hate their jobs or um, a lot of people who I feel aren't bringing me a lot of positive feedback. Well, then maybe that's not who I'm going to spend my time with. So that's sort of how I looked at the whole, you know, Facebook says you don't want to be filled with emptiness. Yeah. So same thing with our, you know, little bit of free time that we all have. Well, and and Jenny and I, you know, before uh, having Brighton, you know, we, we were, we love being out around people. We love being, um, it, we, you know, we were, because of Jenny, we were always invited to, to really cool social events and all those things. Right. And, and, and we, we fortunately have a, a very, um, wide group of people that we're good, that we're friends with, right. That, that we say, hi, you like them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when we had Brighton, we had to really go, we got to say no to more things than not. And so really made us zone in on where we want to spend kind of the time and, 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 you know, not only with just your personal life, right, but at work, um, wh- when you look at it, say say you're a manager of something or say you're um, um, or any of those things, when you look at how much of your calendar is filled with what, how much of your calendar is filled with things that you enjoy versus things that you do not? And maybe it's time to reflect on that to figure out the things you need to delegate or the things you need to keep in your wheelhouse because, yeah, we're going to have to do things that and be around people we don't really want to be around of sometimes. Course. But it's taking that reflection, especially right now at the beginning of the year, right? It yeah. is looking at that reflection to go being more mindful of where am I spending my time? Am I getting re-energized enough? Am I being around the right people enough? And and you have to make that change. That change 
isn't easy though as we've figured out right right well yeah exactly and i think people who knows if any of you know what i do i'm a journalist i've been a tv news reporter and anchor for about i don't know 12 13 years and so people always say oh i don't watch the news because it's too negative right you hear that all the time um and so i i feel like i'm a pretty positive person and i've been surrounded by news 24 7 for all those years but i think that it's sustainable because during those free well first of all there is good news you know there really is a lot of like i get a lot of my enrichment in life through those sort of positive stories but then also in my couple off hours then it's really like specific and intentional who i'm with um, and people aren't intentional enough with their time. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yes. You're definitely, you, you, you're not intentional enough that where you are spending your time, whether at work or at home. And a lot of times at work too, because you'll, you'll sit there and um, you'll, you'll really let yourself get so wrapped up with being unhappy with a project. And instead of just getting it done and over with, so you can move on to something else, the things you have to do. And you end up spending more time on something you don't want to do because you, you just kind of... Because <laughs> you're I say, avoiding it. Because you say, as I say, wallow in it. You waller in it, right? <laughs> waller in it. You waller in your little pity on it. And you, you, you really extend the time of that you don't want to do it. So move on. Get get through the things. Like It's like getting over the day, the things you don't want to do. Get those tasks out of the way real quick so you don't sit there and think about it all day long. Do you have a way that you structure your day? Speaking uh, of, like, of a, like a, okay, first 15 minutes of the day is emails. Next 20 minutes is this, that in the mornings. Of, I just don't here here's um, the stuff that you don't want to do I just try to tackle and get out of the way and 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 so what I see with a lot of people um, is I try to make it a very big priority to make sure I get back with everybody if I can't answer their call then I, I always try to make it a priority to get back with them a lot of people will have say like 10 minutes and somebody will call them they go, oh I'll call them back later and all that does is is prolong it just answer say hey I got 10 minutes before I got another deal um, what you got and then you don't have ton, 10 missed calls you got to try to make back at the end of the day. You and then know? you can have that free hour to spend time with somebody who enriches your life. Yeah. Like my daughter and wife. <laughs> it's yes. funny. Moving into, moving into 2018, that was one of my resolutions this year. Because I, I, I did that a lot last year. I felt like I'd see an email and be like, I'll answer I'll get back. And then I just sit on it all night. Yeah, it bothers me. And but like, isn't it amazing how quick, how, how really they take up like a very small amount of time if you just do it? Yeah. It takes tense, and that's what I've been doing. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, go- I'm getting after it in 2018. I'm doing it. I'm going for, it. I'm going for, it. I'm getting things done. And yeah, that's exactly it. Like even if I'm at home after hours, normally I wouldn't answer email. You know what? I'm just gonna do it now, and then it's out of the way, and it's done, and I can deal with it later. And like, it feels so much more satisfying. And you, you end up having more free time to do the thing to re-energize yourself, to get you back up and going, and 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 not only taking a look at your calendar and finding out where's your time being intentional. I think it's super important to do right now is to look at it and figure out where it is. Another thing to do is, uh, which is even gets a little more personal, is take a look at your credit card statements, your checkbooks and stuff, and find out where your money's being spent to find out things you love and don't love. Because you say, oh, I, I, you know, I do, I do, uh, here's, here's the truth, here's how you figure out the truth. Number one is look at your calendar, and it'll tell you whether you like to say, I'm intentional with my time, or I'm good, or I don't, look at your calendar, it'll tell you. Number two, Look at your credit card statements. Figure out where you're spending your money. That tells you the truth. That 7-Eleven right around the corner from the TV station. Mm. Is racked up. Oh, racked up. Yes. yes. It is all over that statement, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, well, you know, I'm pretty good about planning my meals ahead of oh, time. Yeah. Like I, you know, but before the baby, it was like Sunday night, prep night, get everything together, get, every, you know, all my lunches ready. And now all of a sudden it's like Sunday night, get her 
pre-baby food made, mm-hmm. her bottles washed, the pump parts, the you know all this stuff. And then my food is like, I don't know. Does Seven Eleven serve pizza at two in the morning? Sure. Yeah. I mean, do, it yeah. is great. They, yes, yeah, they, do. they do. Yes, one hundred percent, they do. <laughs> Twenty four hours a day. So it's it is interesting how you look at that. And for me, I need. It's like okay, to be a good mom, I need to reprioritize and treat myself well too. Yeah. In addition to her, how do we do that? I you know, and, and I don't know. And, and you can do it. I mean, it, it at you know. That's the thing is the misconception is that people think I ain't got enough time. No, we do. But you have to look back at it, which you do a good job at. You have your stuff planned out to get it done. I do. Um, and, but, but other people will go act like they don't, but just take a look back and see and be more intentional. Block it off. Get things done. Don't sit on that, that phone call and say, I'll call it back later. Just answer it. And, and here's what happens. You go, well, this person talks forever. Well, when you answer, go, I got 10 minutes before I got to go to a meeting, but I wanted to answer it. Funny, They'll he get, always says that to me. That, right. They I've will, heard that before. They, they will get to their point really quick, and then it doesn't take forever. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and you can look back at it, your time will open up. And I hope that this year that you look back and think you'd be more intentional with your money, being more intentional with your time, and put it in the spots that it's not, and it'll make a massive difference, I believe, in your whole outlook and your perception um, and maybe you need to make more intentional time to go meet new people because you look around and you don't have a lot of people you want to yeah. be with. So then you need to go join things you're interested in to find more people, to start having more intentional time with people that, that maybe you're not happy with many people around you at all. What was that? You just literally went... Because I heard the ending music and I know how these things work. The, this is the end of the second segment of Second Shot. <laughs> Coming right back. There we go. Nailed it. Ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Ignorance on fire. A journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Failing Your Way to Success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. I don't know about you, but that kind of return music almost sounds like going out to a baseball game or something, right? That dun, I was thinking like a rodeo. <laughs> You a ro- where I don't know. Obviously, that- I've only been to one rodeo, so I don't know <laughs> rodeo music. <laughs> Wait, the last thing. Are you all of a sudden a redneck? What? No, I just I don't know. It. You asked if I thought it like it <laughs> felt th- like a baseball a game, and I said no, a rodeo. Because you've been to rodeos your whole I've life. I've been to. I went to the the big one at AT and T Stadium, the richest yeah. one in history, or whatever. Yeah. It was fun. Where's oh, yeah. that? Houston. No, AT and T Stadium oh, with right, a one million dollar prize. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh man! I go big. If I'm going to go to a right. rodeo, if I'm, I'm going to go rodeo, to the big one. I'm yes, going to the big rodeo. It That's... was intentional with my time. Look, I'm not going to like the little county fair. Right. Go, no, no go, half rodeo. Go big or go home. <laughs> That's right. That's my honey. So I got this clip from Kristen. Okay, let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hear it. Let's see. I ramped this up way worse than I should have. Here's 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 Kristen's old VO followed by her new VO. All right. First line's old. Second one's new. Here we go. Ready, aim, fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. Ready, aim, fire. 
Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. It's a little deeper, a little the bit more bass. The second one is the, is the new one. Yeah. Is That's her voice current. now. Yeah. Chris, okay. I, yeah, the, um, it, there was like a really slight twang yeah. in the first one, uh-huh. and then there's no twang in the Right, and one. she she said, she was like, I was trying to get that high up. I was trying to get my voice up where it was, and I, that's, as, that's as good as I can get it. Like, uh, that's, that it sounds funny? great. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. How that it, works? Really yes. fascinating. Yeah, I know. We, we sat here and talked about it for a couple minutes. And it was an allergy happen? type I'm not sure. Nasal passage. I, 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 I didn't want to pry too much, but yeah, it was, it was something to do with vocals. Allergies. Yeah, something. He didn't want to pry too much, but yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah, let's put it on second shot. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, she openly told you so. Yeah, Sorry, Kristen. Sounds, sounds yeah, great. Good yeah. enough for the show. Thanks, Kristen. So I wanted to give you all that. We have a the newest. Uh, we had a. I just kind of wanted to let um, somebody know the newest. In December 30th, we had a, another iTunes uh, little rating, five star. Thank you. Uh, by Dragon Goddess. I love the name. Yeah, I do too. I really enjoy listening to y'all every week, and after each episode, I always feel uh, a bit disappointed, but only because I don't want the show to end. Oh, Thank you. That is very cool. I grew up in a little town in Texas called Kemp, so it's encouraging to hear someone from another small town doing very well for themselves. Thanks for the laughs and keep the episodes coming. They're highlight of my week. Well, thank you. That me that's awesome. That's really sweet. And how you know, it does it takes time to get on there and to log on oh, to yeah. leave the message and everything yeah. like that. So you know that when somebody Super leaves that, it. that is really special, really cool. People's time is limited. So the fact that they would spend some of their day every week listening because to Because I'm somebody I don't leave ratings and reviews very often. I do when something really because like I said, yeah. it does take time. You got to go in there and you want want to put it in there. So I'm one of those that really, really appreciate every review that anybody does because I'm not somebody who just randomly give uh, go out there and, and do that. Sure. Yeah, that was very cool of her. Yeah. Um, so we had another email. This is this is a cool email. I think this is, this is very interesting. And Javier, I actually met Javier. I think he came to my book launch. Uh, oh, yeah, awesome. I, I actually believe Javier came to the book launch uh, back in February, but said, Happy New Year, second shot. I'm a big fan. I'm going uh, uh, to tread lightly here as I know Heath is a Packers fan. Go Pack Go. But it's <laughs> undeniable that the Dallas Cowboys conversation will be, again, Jerry's inability to be a football manager. He's a brilliant salesperson, but the team continues to fall short because Cowboys obviously got knocked down and didn't even make the playoffs. To me, the key is that human behavior is the easiest thing to predict. Um, Jerry loves the action around making the team profitable, building facilities, and ultimately the intention. I'm very sure he'd love to win the last game of the season, but not more than the latter. That's why JJ is is uh, is not here. Uh, when he was, he was King, not Jerry. I'm talking about Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, key terms for discussion he thought was human behavior. We all try new things, resolutions this week because it all feels new. The problem is, is it doesn't take long for any of us to fall back on old habits. They are comfortable. They are known to our brains and feel safe. I've read our brains are built to do this and avoid conflict, danger, which seems apparent with change or out-of-habit behaviors, thoughts. Deeply devoted Javier. What do you think about that? Well, I think he's on to something with just the goal setting, you know, that part of it. I was a personal trainer for about 12 years prior to all of this, and so all my clients had smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time sensitive. So SMART is an acronym. It's the acronym. So say yes. it again. So, so SMART is an so acronym. Specific, yep. measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. You know that I really So are you hate, following me? I hate that acronym now. You know why? Why? Realistic. 
you know uh, I know he hates the word realistic but we're talking about fitness goals we're talking about you know within your frame because I, I don't I didn't want people to get disappointed yeah yeah you know somebody comes in there with a bone structure that weighs more than 100 pounds and they want to weigh 90 yeah, yeah you know what I mean so yeah. that, so that's what that's what we mean by realistic but um, I'm just joking with you but I, but yeah. I love doing I mean, <laughs> but I took that from fitness and applied it to you know other things and I think that the the time stamp on it is important too because if you're just like yeah you know i really oh gosh i want to run a marathon someday yeah you know someday is when is someday you know and then it's also kind of like nagging at you but you're not really doing anything about it so if you're saying okay i'm going to do it in march well then you can set up your timetable so anyway i went off on a fitness no i like no no i like that a lot um, though i think the acronym that's a really good way it's a very easy way to remember that stuff yeah um, and, and you know what I liked about too, what he's talking about in here, this is, is, it's, um, it is a normal, I mean, it happens a lot, which is, you know, he talks about Jerry loving the action and all that. And we do, obviously Jerry loves action, the attention, the, all of that, because most NFL owners, nobody knows who they are. There's a very sure. small amount of people of owners they know. And those are the ones that really want to be in the spotlight. And Jerry is the most well-known owner there is. Okay. And so basically there's always been the debate about the Cowboys that if Jerry would get out of the football decision making stuff and talks about how there's there's been this is, you know, hearsay. This is not proven. This is much people's opinion is he keeps Jason Garrett around because Jerry Jones can be the general manager, the owner, and the football coach because he can tell Jason Garrett what to do and he does it. And they say that he got rid of Jerry Jones back in the day because Jerry Jones wanted to do it his way and told him to stay out of it. And obviously the owner went won in that event. Those are all, just let me clarify, those are all opinions that a lot of people have had forever, whether right or wrong, but that's what he's bringing up. He's talking about how, you know, do you really want to win? And if you did, would you would you make some changes instead uh, of not? Yeah. You know, are you really, you know, is it more important to be known and, uh, you know, to run that business out of, or do you really want to win? You you say you want to win, but you're not making any of the changes that need to be made that have been consistently shown for since your one run in the 90s that it hasn't happened. Well, what about you for your business? I would say you're pretty known in your business. You've mm-hmm. written a book. You have this podcast. Though Those are not sort of, but your your main job is still your main job. Do you think it helps you to be known? Well, but the difference is, is we win. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, and I would make a humble joke, but well, you're no, right. but I'm being, no, I'm, you're no, right. I'm being yeah. honest. Here, here's the difference: nobody, this would this be doesn't a, come first. This right. wouldn't be a question if the cowboy for the uh, three out of the last five sure. years we have been the number one territory in the country. If the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl in the last twenty years, this wouldn't be a conversation. But are the Cowboys still profitable? Well, yeah, that's what he's saying. He loves yeah. this is what the question. You know, he loves being profitable. Runs business is great, but he hasn't won in a while and so he's saying he does all those things well but but he's still trying to stay in the person making football mm-hmm. decisions when he could just be sticking and running the business profitable and hiring somebody that does the football aspects when is the time for him to get out of that and and, and do it that he realizes it's not working well and you talk a lot about i know releasing control yep like letting go of some con Control so that it can bring everybody else up because none of us can be the expert at everything. Oh, absolutely. And human behavior, the only thing, Javier, that I have to say that I don't agree with you on is that um, human behavior is the easiest thing to predict because human behavior is one of the most difficult things I've tried to figure out <laughs> to predict that known to man. You know what I mean? 
Uh, if I, 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 I have not mastered that. I, I feel like, I mean, I tried to study people, but man, understanding human behavior is not the easiest thing in the world. Because your job really isn't in insurance, it's in people. Absolutely, 100%. So <laughs> that's your realm. And, you know, and same with mine in journalism, yeah, too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's not it's about people, people who are watching people who are making news. And I would tell you that you're trying to understand people and human behaviors better than than anything else. And in sales and negotiating, just learning and seeing other sides when people have a have opposite um, opinions of you. Instead of trying to prove to them why they're wrong, just ask questions to truly try to understand why they feel that way. And when you do, you're going to start understanding human behavior much better. Wouldn't you agree? Say that one more time. So instead of when somebody has an opposite opinion of you, uh-huh. instead of trying to prove to them why your reason, why your your side is right, ask more questions to try to understand why they feel the way they do, and you're going to end up understanding a whole lot more than just trying to prove to them why you're right. Well, and in turn, typically when you give somebody the grace of trying to understand them their guard goes oh down. they can let they can let go a little bit and maybe understand you too Absolutely. which then you can move forward but yeah i like that let's break down them barriers people it's time <laughs> to break them down jenny where can they find you so on instagram which is my favorite social media jenny and shondo and on twitter jenny a fox four and my website is jenny and and you can look me up at Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire like always. Nice to have my beautiful wife in the studio. Until the next time on Second Shot, we'll be back. destination for premium talk radio.